Well, I'm a Noilers fan. Okay, well, I know this is always a point of contention okay. for us. Just wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. That's why I never gave you tickets. Oh, is that's why. <laughs> I was wondering. You didn't get any of those perks. In the nosebleeds, waving at you, but you never, you never acknowledged me. Heckling me from, from the crowd. Yeah. Welcome to the Mad Women Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha and Hannah. We run a digital marketing agency called Roots and Ardor on the West Coast, and we help brands tell their stories internationally. We are mad women because we're mad for life, we're mad about what we do, and we enjoy a good scotch on the rocks while we do it. We are the modern day mad women, and we talk about what's real and what's relevant in the wild world of female entrepreneurship and marketing. On this episode, we talk about the experiences that have defined us over the past decade in business and in life and how we plan to be more daring in the next. And we're back. 2020, baby. Rebrand is underway. We are renaming our podcast because no one understood what the last name meant. I mean, it rhymed. (laughs) It did. It did. But it was inaccurate. It was never an hour. No one wants to listen to us for an hour, so. And you know what? It wasn't that catchy. It really wasn't, and also no one would know what the name meant unless you knew the business, and we want to expand this beyond people that just know about Roots and Ardor and what we do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we are heading into a new decade. I can't believe we just put 2019 behind us. I could not be happier to put 2019 behind us. Honestly, yeah, seriously, it is, I, I feel like... I've seen a lot of people that have said that mm-hmm. and posted about it and shared content about how happy they are for 2019 to be over. I personally am a big fan of even numbered years. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of odd numbers. So 2020 just has like a great ring to it. I think so too. Yeah. I like even years as well. And I, I don't know what it was about 2019. It was just a bit of a witchy year. It was a witch. Yeah. And kind of a bitch. <laughs> He's a witch with a B. That rhymes too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no, we wanted to address the elephant in the room because we started this podcast in 2019, which was one of the highlights of 2019. And the reason that we wanted to start a podcast in general is because we are two female founders. Um, We've been in business for four years now and we love what we do and we're excited about what we do and we're passionate about what we do. But with the work um, that we're involved in, there's a lot of lessons that come from that and a lot of beautiful things that we kind of want to share and we have a few outlets of sharing that um, through our mentorship program that we started through Roots and Ardor, which we'll talk more about and just through our social media and the different means that we communicate our message. But a podcast can just be so powerful and really kind of getting a front row seat to some of these things that, that we're doing and we're experiencing. And the name Mad Women just made sense because if you've ever seen the hit series, not playing on Netflix, Roots and Ardor's Instagram story, <laughs> Mad Men, you know, they are they are marketers, they are storytellers, and they're passionate about that world. They also, you know, have some, you know, less defining qualities, which are they alcoholism. They do, they you know, alcoholism sure. and infidelity was, is always fun. Um, but we really do enjoy marketing and we also kind of drink a lot while we do it. So we thought that it kind of aligned. The two things go name. hand in hand. They do. It's creative juice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we say now. <laughs> 
Um, but, but no, I mean, you explained it really well. We thought, like, why hasn't anyone thought of this before? Now you know? we better get the rights to it or someone else is going to do it who has more resources. There's that old saying, no, nothing is original. I know. This might be one of those cases. It but might. But we'll just keep going until we get sued for copyright. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's until what we always we do. Go to court. Um, just for the record, we are drinking currently. No, not scotch at the moment, but uh, a nice a glass of Pinot. Pinot Noir, um, our favorite. Yes. Pinot is definitely one of our vices. Um, we use it a lot in our work and life and struggles. <laughs> Have you heard the term thruple? I have. It's really trending lately. What does it have to do with well, Pinot? Well, I think that Pinot Noir is the third person in our marriage. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Cheers I like to that. that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to Pinot. Really big echo on Pinot. Yeah, I know. Lord, sorry. I feel like we're playing Carol of the Bells. Sorry if you feel like you're in a fishbowl right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, getting back, getting back on topic. Oh, is, we're never on topic, let's be honest. Which is, you know, not only is it 2020, and I know we're all feeling that and kind of excited for it, but... It's the passing of a decade. It is. And it's a perfect time to reflect. And, you know, Hannah has brought up mentorship and the program that we have where we have an incredible lineup of speakers come and have an open sort of casual conversation with us around career and life and finding yourself and making mistakes and being human. And a lot of the people who attend this event and are part of our beloved community are sort of at the beginning of their 20s and at the beginning of of their decade where they're going to carve out and define some really important foundations for their lives. And we're at the end end of this sort of insane decade that is so defining for everyone Mm -hmm. and especially women. I feel like um, just through conversations and insight into people that are just starting out I feel like knowing myself from when I was 20 years old 19 years old which was 10 years ago to now is is insane to see the journey that I have been on through the stages of my 20s and you couldn't have predicted it never ever I would have never I mean I I knew that I was gonna do something cool I knew Ah, that I had it in me still trying I was still trying yeah well hey (laughs) I think Fruits and Arter is pretty damn cool, and I love the business that we've created, but I do think that I knew that I had ambition, and I knew I had goals, and I knew I had this fire within me that I really wanted to create something wonderful. Never in a million years could I have predicted how it's unfolded, and that did not come without its challenges. Um, It did not come without those low moments and moments of insecurity and moments of just being lost, which I think is a massive part of your 20s and the decade that that is. But if you can find peace within those moments and if you can find a way to sort of carve out a piece of your identity in those moments, I think it's really beautiful. And that's something that I'm looking forward to going into this next next decade. I completely agree. And, you know, um, recently I was speaking at UBC and we'll be back there again for uh, International Women's Day, which is really exciting. And sort of the group of young women there, uh, their biggest question and quandary after the conversation was, I feel lost and Mm -hmm. I think I'm supposed to have all of the answers, even when it comes down to something like choosing your degree and how is this going to translate into real life? And I think that we're taught in school and indoctrinated mm-hmm. with the idea that we need like a 10-step plan to be successful. And 
it's just the process of not knowing that is so freeing and so much more authentic to how everything is going to unfold. But also terrifying. Oh, it's terrifying. Right? The not knowing is the worst part because you just kind of, you want that roadmap. You want to say, oh, by this age, I'm going to have this. And by this age, I'm going to have this. And this is my five-year plan or my 10-year plan. And that's kind of what people always ask you those questions, right? Like that's like one of the biggest things when you're doing goal setting and whatever. They're asking you about this long-term sort of plan and you know we both know someone that says if you want to make God laugh make plans right mm-hmm. because I think of course you can set goals and you can have a plan and, and put things in place but life will come at you from all different angles and you have to be okay with that ride and with that journey can I ask you something um sure reflecting <laughs> reflecting on the last decade what is one goal that you've set for yourself that came to fruition at the beginning of the decade and what has been your biggest surprise hmm so my my goals have changed quite a bit right and i do think they think that that is an interesting topic to talk about is how your priorities can change and your goals can change so when i started out um i went to ubc for two years and then there was one day where i woke up and i just decided that it wasn't for me i wasn't happy and there was nothing that really had me excited in any of the courses that i was taking it was i was about to you know uh, decide on my major and i just i was paying for it on my own and i was like this is a lot of money to spend if i'm not sure what i'm doing so i took a leap of faith and i left and at that point i looked at two things that i was really passionate about and it was journalism and and sports so I decided that I wanted to go down this route. So I started putting things in place. I started reaching out to contacts. And at that point, when I was 20 years old, I thought that I was going to be a broadcaster. I thought that I was going to be a sports broadcaster. And this is what I wanted to do. And then life just sort of gave me different challenges. My sister got pregnant and I really wanted to be around my nephew growing up. And so that changed my priority from moving to Toronto, moving to a different market because Vancouver can be scarce in their opportunities for sports broadcasting. So that shifted my my priorities. So then I ended up taking a job in finance and going a completely different route away from sports completely. A male dominated industry very similar to sports, but it was it was not, you know, my goal at the time, right? But I saw it as an opportunity to hone my skills and to sculpt out um, myself as a professional. So I took that opportunity and it ended up leading me in so many different directions. And I think that the answer to your question then is that the goals that I set was the surprise yeah. because I I thought that I was going to go down this route of doing the whole broadcast thing and, you know, jumping around from station, station to station and, and earning my, you know, my, my piece in that world. Um, and I did end up finding success in it. And I did actually end up working with the local NHL team here, the Vancouver Canucks for five years, which was amazing. But after getting into the actual industry and actually seeing what it was about, I realized that it wasn't, something that I actually wanted. Well, I'm an Oilers fan. Okay. Well, I know this is always a point of contention for us. Just wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. That's why I never gave you tickets. (laughs) That's why. I was wondering. You didn't get any of those perks. In the nosebleeds waving at you, but you never never acknowledged me. Heckling me from from the crowd. Yeah. But no, I do think that it's really, it is really interesting to to see 10 years. I mean, God, like what, what a change, right? And a decade is something beautiful to look back on. And it's, it's a, it's a point of renewal, I think, which is really exciting about 2020. But I 
do think that that is something that we've talked about a lot in our mentorship events and different, you know, just with our different mentoring sort of relationships as a whole is that you can change your mind and you can shift and you can't, you don't have to be stuck on this path of what people are telling you that you have to do. You can leave university if you want to. If you're not finding what you need there, take a leap of faith and go try something else. It's always going to be there for you to come back to. Um, there, there's there's so many different paths to get to your end goal. And what is an end goal? I mean, I'm not there. I know we're both not there. I think the end goal is just being on the ride and, and figuring out every day and every kind of year of of discovery as a professional. I think that there's always the possibility to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. I think something, you know, I would have said to my younger self, um, who was also at UBC but continued to university hop because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, yeah. is that it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And even at this age, I know that we make profound decisions that change the course of our lives, and it's not always easy. It's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. And I know we've both felt the implications of that personally and professionally. Um, but I would, I would say it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and the power of changing your mind and not knowing the answers ahead, you make it up as you go along. So what is one thing that maybe you had as a goal back then at the beginning of the decade? I I mean, the goal was to have a job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've accomplished that. Everyone who has been an English lit major knows the biggest joke is, well, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, how will you be employed? And I really didn't have an answer to that. I really didn't. You um, made it up. I Look thought, it, you maybe made up your role. I'll work at the library. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the surprise, Dewey Decimal System is <laughs> the Dewey Decimal. The surprise was that I always said, I wasn't going to be in business because I had experienced a lot of pressure to go into business and to do a traditional marketing degree, which, you know, in hindsight might have been helpful. Hey, I think it's paying off for you pretty good. (laughs) I mean, I ended up in it anyways, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, despite my best intentions. I think sometimes (laughs) we naturally find You're still trying to get out. (laughs) Still trying to get out. We naturally find where we're supposed to be. Um, and I, I think it's okay to take a few twists and turns along the way. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, and kind of, I think sometimes, I mean, we just did an interview, um, with a local publication here called the Babes List, um, from the amazing local brand, the Brunette Label. Um, and I loved what you said in, in your answer for what you love about your job and what you do is that we, we make our own rules mm-hmm. and we really don't have to abide by anyone's rules. And I think that that is something that's really exciting about entrepreneurship and just really exciting about the the journey of professionalism as a whole. You know, even if you are in more of a corporate job, you can find ways to make your own rules. You can find ways to to meld and to learn and to find your your way of working, your process. And I think that that is something that I'm actually really excited for in 2020. And in this new decade, I do think that there is this progression in the professional sphere and in the workplace where people are starting to break down those roles that have been implemented for years and years and years, even back in the Mad Men days, right? I mean, that's when a lot of these rules, you know, the nine to five and the whole thing was kind of set in stone, right? For us to say, we have to do things by a certain system that's been in place. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is something that I've seen starting to break down mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. I think so too. I think that always comes back to the power of knowing yourself mm-hmm. as well. I was about to say, 
it's easier for an entrepreneur who is the boss yeah. to make their own rules. But I do think that it's very possible to figure out how you work within an organization and yes. how you work optimally. And that is changing as well as we're talking about the open office and not working nine to five. Yeah. And you know whether you're better in a team or you need that solo time. And this, this translates uh, to your personal life as well. Just knowing how you can best be in a relationship or how you can't be. Mm-hmm. And I think... It takes a long time and a lot of mistakes to learn those lessons and you just sort of have to stick to the course and not be so afraid of speaking up or saying no yeah, or being a little bit unconventional as well. Yeah. So looking back at the last 10 years, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going I'm to. Going this to. is good. I can tell. This is good content. I can see it in your eyes. We always do this. We did this for the end of 2019 as a as a team building exercise for the holidays. Rose and Thorn. Wow. Mm. She just took a massive sip of wine. Of the decade. Of the decade. And wow. you know what? To make it a little bit easier, let's say professionally. Okay. Because personally, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could okay. get into, but... That'll be down the line, maybe episode 10. Yeah, (laughs) down the line. We'll look at that rose bush. So um, I would say a thorn of the decade. Because let's start with thorn and then go to the rose. Yeah, I like that. A thorn of the decade was being in a really challenging professional situation, which was essentially my first job. And sort of entering the workforce and having the thought, like, is this all there is? And is my life going to be this regimented and um, controlled by other people? And sort of their wishes and expectations and ideas of me? And will I spend the next 10 years working for something that I'm not passionate about and I don't believe in? Yeah. And I mean, at the time, you know... Which I think, I think was, so many people deal so with, So many no? people deal with. Yeah. At the time, it was just raining when it was pouring. I think I was having my heart broken and feeling claustrophobic in all areas of my life. And I knew that I just needed to break and to leave. And so I fell apart a little bit. But luckily, the rose was that you came into my life at the exact right time to say, no, there's a different way of being. Don't be afraid. Yeah we can do something on our own and I don't have all the answers, but, um, you know, one step at a time, one day at a time. And I look over at this, this library wall here and there's a photo of Hannah and I, it was our first photo shoot. We are so, we've got a lot more volume in our cheeks. That's for sure. We do. (laughs) And we're so young. And this was, we were wearing matching shirts and it was our first shoot for Roots and Ardor. And we didn't we had like one client, yeah. I think. And, and we had like we had named it, I think. I think we had a website, maybe, maybe, maybe half a website. Maybe. Like I look at those two girls, I think, you have no idea. Yeah. Girl what you're doing. You are in for girl, a ride. Buckle up. <laughs> and then I look above, and this is like this is a humble brag, but it's just cool because they're right next to each other. It's our 30 under 30 photo. And I'm wearing a hat that my mom I told like me the not way you to did wear. That. <laughs> my mom told me not to wear that hat, but I did it anyways because I don't listen to rules. Amen. Um, and no that's one's telling cool. you what to do. You know, that was four years of really hard work and stressful days and nights that are still continuing, ongoing. Um, but I'm really, really glad we did it. So am I. And that those girls could not have predicted that moment. 
We're gonna post this photo and we're gonna post this wall. Yes. So that you can take a look at those two girls those with more two full girls. cheeks. You'll be like, who and are those two hot blondes? Optimism in their eyes. Who are those two haggard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that picture compared to the 30 and the 30. Like the man like, in black from Westworld up there. We're like, we're tired. We've been working so hard. But no, I mean, the industry that we're in is extremely exciting and it's ever changing and there's so much evolving at every moment. I mean, Mostly our business is is digital marketing. So we're working with these online platforms that, again, like you know, Instagram's coming up with more relevant ways to engage people all the time. Facebook and keep is. keep us on our toes. Keep us on our toes. Snapchat and TikTok now and all these new platforms is just, it's so overwhelming at every, in, on every given day. But it's exciting for us. And, you know, we call ourselves the modern day mad women because, you know, back then they were doing print ads and these radio commercials and these TV spots. Now our content goes out every single day. There's so much creativity that has to be created on a daily basis and it is equal parts overwhelming and exciting. And we, we love what we do and we're excited about it. And even though we do drink a lot, it's more because we just really like to drink. More so than it's mm-hmm. a coping mechanism, It's not a problem. Right? No, not at all. What, what are you, you talking mean? about? <laughs> we just like it. Um, and so, Hans, I'll have to ask you oh what you God, want to learn. I don't want your questions. And your roses, but only on the personal side. No, just kidding. Oh, perfect. <laughs> just kidding. Easy answer. Uh, this last year. No, just kidding. Um, rose and thorn. Okay, so I asked this question hoping that you weren't going to give it back to me because that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a Thorn would be so when I started out in my broadcasting career, I kind of dealt with some things that um, aren't really great to talk about from, you know, a a female side of things, Um, but they're real and they're happening all the same, all the time. And I did ex- definitely Sexual inappropriateness. Well, yeah. And, but, yeah. but more so sexism as far yes. as the industry. I yeah. think that a lot of things were passed on me because I was a woman and people didn't take me seriously. Um, which, which was really hard to deal with. And it was a big part of where I lost my love for that industry. And just a disclaimer, I still work in that industry. I still work in broadcasting and I, I take on very, um, intentional gigs and and things that I know are going to serve me in a way that um, is going to make me excited and and love that industry for what it is. Intention is a good word. Intention is a very good word. Um, Good word for the next decade. Good word for 2020 and beyond. Um, But but yeah, I mean, that, that was really hard. There was a lot of low moments for me where I felt like I just, I wasn't getting opportunities because of who I was as a woman and I mean I'm I'm blonde and I'm bubbly and I you know I felt like I was doing a good job and I was progressing and I was evolving as a professional in that career but I just wasn't getting the opportunities that I felt like I deserved um so that was that was a thorn for me in in this last decade and I mean obviously this is pretty obvious because you just said it as well it was your rose as well but I think for me it was the it was the rising from that um you know I don't want to get all cheesy with the phoenix but kind of rising from the ashes a bit and I I was that's cheesy I think that everyone in their 20s has a rise yeah like a phoenix moment and maybe four of them four maybe like 10 of them I mean there's a lot of moments that I could I could speak about where I was at a very low point and something beautiful evolved from that and bloomed from that so I think that 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 me kind of coming to this place of saying, okay, this doesn't make me feel good. I, I feel like I've given this a really good shot and I'm going to still do it. 
strategically and intentionally, but I'm also going to go and create something and find something that's really going to give back to me and something where I can pave my own way and not have, sorry, but some male higher up tell me that I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think it's an interesting conversation and I don't really talk about it a lot because I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I also do think that it is, it is something that happens I all the time. it's always present in the room. It's always present in the room. And, and I think that it's just, it's exciting when you can find something beautiful out of it mm-hmm. and you can come out on the other side and say, I'm glad that happened. We because all, look we, at me we now. We all have our form and color of, of adversity. Exactly. And I think, um... What's cool about that is that we talk about it more mm-hmm. and we bring it into the light more yeah. and we see, uh, you know, in this particular vein, women banding together a yeah. lot more, like Babe Supporting Days. It is an exciting time. I feel like yeah. it's women are voice. rising together. I think that that's like part of our communal 2020 goal is yeah. to just have an intentional voice. Yeah. I think we have in the past, but I think we're getting a little bit braver about using it and maybe pushing the envelopes on topics that we haven't bridged before. For sure. And I think that, I mean, it's it's vulnerable to speak about that um, sort of thorn in my past mm-hmm. decade. And it's not easy. But I think that now as a almost 29-year-old woman looking back, I can say I'm really happy that it happened. And so if anyone's listening that's maybe in the midst of their thorn, just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And if you can find a way to take that and say, you know, it, it also is someone at our mentorship event just spoke about the fuck you fuel. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse my French, but he was in you too. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, the fuck you fuel is so powerful. I mean, whether it's a relationship or, you know, adversity in your career, your professionalism, use that energy and say, no, I am worth something good and exciting and to be passionate about it and I'm I'm worth a second look or I'm worth a first look so believe in that in yourself and say yes I'm in the thick of it right now I know I'm going to come out on the other side it's like a breakup right you're in the middle of it you don't see any light at the tu- at the end of the tunnel and everyone's telling you one day you're going to find it and then you do mm-hmm. and then you just keep on that ride I think that's something that's a exciting friend, I agree a friend and mentor of us both Jen mm-hmm sort of brought me into the loop with a book that she read. I believe I'm going to slaughter this, but I believe it's called Second Mountain. And the general sort of thesis or concept is that we have many mountains in our lives. I think over the the course of a decade, maybe we have two or three. Mm -hmm. And you get over the first mountain. Let's say you graduate or you leave school and you find yourself in the valley. And the valley is a hard place. It's a flat place. Mm -hmm. You're looking up at the second mountain like, holy shit, how am I going to climb that? But it's day by day. It is. And if you feel like you're in a valley, and if you're in a valley right now, don't be afraid. We can all, all surmount that mountain with intention, with staying true to our community, with being authentic to ourselves, with just being okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, And we can define what that mountain is too, right? A hundred percent. And I think that... No, I'm going to go get a quote I carry around in my wallet. Can I be right back? Yeah, go, go, go okay, for it. Okay, I have a good quote to share. Okay. And because I also wanted to share that other quote. Which one? The one by Rupi. Oh, I mean, that one's amazing. Maybe some it's quotes a, to kick off the decade. Yeah, I like that. I also have another question for you that I'm going to ask you, but maybe I'll answer it for myself first. Sam just left me, and I'm riding solo here, so I'm going to just go for it. Oh, Sam's got her wallet out. 
Want to throw me a 20 as well? Or? <laughs> I don't have any money. Oh, so perfect. I have an Aritzia gift card. Your credit card will do. No, just kidding. Okay, Sam's so going through her receipts and her quotes. So I'm going to, I the question that I want to sort of end things on after we talk about the quotes for the next decade is how we're going to be more daring in 2020. Maybe mm. one or two things that you and I as individuals and then as business partners and as as professionals are going to take with us in this next decade. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to not worry about being liked so much. I love that. So there is this book that's, you know, really incredible and it talks about um, the likability trap, um, but it's more based on women in American politics. But I think that it really can span across professionalism and women in the workplace as a whole. It's, um, I'm going to butcher her name, but I think it's Alicia Menendez. Um, she was on The Daily Show. She talked to Trevor Noah about it. And she talked about how women in American politics have to jump over two hurdles. Mm -hmm. They have to jump over whether they can get the job done and then whether they're likable. Whereas men, primarily, will only have to jump through the first hurdle or over the first hurdle of whether they can get the job done. A lot of Americans will say, well, I don't like him, but he can get the job done. Where women, you know, Elizabeth Warren, it's always talked about with her, is she likable? Are people going to like her enough to vote her in as the next president of the United States? And I think that it really struck a chord with me because it's something that I always think about in life and in business and professionalism is whether I am liked or not. And is my email too stern? Is it too forward? Is it too direct? And I think that that's really, I think it's common amongst women. And I think that me and you have dealt with this throughout our young careers. You know, when we started our business, we were 24 and 25. That is a young time to be diving into this world. And at the time, you know, some people took us seriously and some people didn't. And we have sort of tiptoed at certain stages in, in our career, and I'm really excited in this next decade and as I enter my 30s to just not care about that at all. Another book, that's what she said, dives into just an entire chapter on the use of the exclamation mark and how it's different from men and women and how an email talk like from... Sent from men a woman. Are, men are befuddled by it. Exactly. But, a, but an email sent from a woman using an exclamation point and an email sent from a man will be completely determined differently based on the use of, you know, pronunciation or, you know, exclamation points or punctuation or all these different things. And I think that it's really interesting to kind of take a step back and say, I don't give a F. What I know we've already sworn, but I'm trying to not swear That's so good. much. But I don't give a fuck. Back down to PG <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna swear again. But I don't give a shit what you have to say, and I don't. I don't care how you interpret that. I'm here to get a job done. I know I'm good at my job, and I know that I'm good at you know whatever I'm writing in that email. And I'm not gonna like sit there for 20 extra minutes trying to make you feel good feel through my email. Mm -hmm. So amen. I want to get the job done. I want to do it well. My work ethic will never change. But I'm going to work on not caring so much if I'm disliked. So I love that. And mine is kind of similar. And it has everything to do with vulnerability. I like which that. Which is a tough, tough word to say. It is. <laughs> I think this year I want to be more intentional in all ways. More present. Mm -hmm. And I also want to 
allow myself to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. I think I always present a very sort of, or try to, cohesive... You do. Um, ...veneer, and that's not always the way that I feel inside. And I think it's going to be really important and powerful for me this year to just be. And, and you know, unfortunately, sometimes that's just really hard. It is really hard. But I, I'm willing and I want to be brave enough to just be who I am, what I am, feel how I feel... Um, and own my decisions. And be daring enough. And be daring enough. Yeah. And can I can I read you this quote? Oh, yes, you found this quote. Okay, well, wallet. it used to be in my wallet, but I've lost it, so I've refound it. So this is Michelle Williams being interviewed by Vanity Fair. Amazing. I loved her speech when oh, she won that award. She's oh, so my great. Goodness. I think that she's actually reflecting on her past decade in this quote, but it's just always um, stuck with me. So she quotes a line from a Joanne Kiger poem. That we go on, the world always goes on, breaking us with its changes until our form, exhausted, runs true. Ooh, I like that. I think that's so. You have to be broken to find your form. She continues, in your twenties, you're still so jagged and fractured, and I feel like everything has sort of cohered, so everything's come back together. Wow. In her thirties, I like that, and you know what? You hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And as two women on the brink of their thirties, I think that it's exciting. Mm-hmm. But I also think that just anyone listening that's maybe in the middle of their twenties, just know that it is a grind. And I and it all has meaning. I know, and I wish someone would have told me that back then. I mean, Instead I just of saying everything's great. You're young. Totally, like enjoy <laughs> it. Oh my god, you're 24. Oh my gosh, you got the whole world ahead of you, honey. Like it's 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 hard. And I think that some people just don't give enough credit to the women in their 20s and the trenches of their 20s. Mm-hmm. And even though we're going into, you know, everyone's calling it the roaring 20s now because it's, yeah. you know, 2020. I didn't know that, but you keep me on. Yeah, I do. Um, but, but you know, just as, as a decade in age, the 20s, your 20s are so hard. Mm-hmm. And so just find comfort in that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You are not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there another way that you want to be more daring in 2020? In 2020, in our business? I think in business, yeah. In our business, I think um, I think that we are just going to absolutely go for it. You take know? risks. I think we're going to take a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, previously, in the past four years, I've been more so risk adverse. And I think that's all changing now. I think so, too. I think it's smart. I think it's smart business. I think that, you know... You know, I'm definitely the dreamer and I'm always, you know, kind of thinking of these things that we could do. And then you sort of bring me back down and you're like, okay, well, how do we get there? And I think that's what makes us such amazing business partners is because we have both sides of that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I give you a ton of credit into why we found such success the way that we have. Right back at you. Um, Thanks, girl. Um, But I do think that 2020, we've sort of matured a bit as a business and business women. I think we're women now. Yeah. Yeah, and I love being a woman. Mm-hmm. Me too. It feels really damn good. It really, really does. I think you know we want to close this out because we don't want to you know keep you guys on here for too long, right? Again, we changed the name because it's not an hour anymore. I know. But what what I did want to say is is one element that I'm also excited for in 2020 and just as a whole in this next decade and how I feel like it will define being daring as a person is is not feeling like you have to fit into a box and not feeling like you have to do one thing 
Exclusively. Exclusively. I think that the world is changing. And I think that it is beautiful to have different dynamics of your professionalism and different dynamics of your personality. I mean, we're not meant to fit in a box. And that doesn't mean that you can't just be an accountant. But if you want to take on a side gig doing something, if you have the time and the energy and the resources to do it, do it. Go for it. Life you know, short. Have, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, me and you have kind of been defining that in the last couple of years as well, because I still have a bit of my broadcasting career. And I, I've held on to that because I love it. And because a lot of it does make me happy. And then I have our business that we created and it's, it's like my baby that I'm so proud of and I love showing up for every day. And then you have your writing and you are going to take that to a whole other level in your life and you have a long career of writing beautiful pieces of work for well, a long I appreciate time. That. Actually a 2020 goal of mine is to actually create a writing schedule. Hey. And also maybe bring, you know, a group of really rad women in Vancouver together who also like to write, who want to be a part of the community to workshop one another's crappy creative soulful pieces <laughs> i will show up for the crappy oh, because <laughs> come on everyone's invited i love it but yeah. there's i mean yeah there's so much ahead of us i think that's why we were really excited to launch this new rebrand coming into this new year into this new decade both of us are feeling revitalized both of us are feeling excited we are mad about life and we're mad about business can i can i round this out with one more weird quote yes. i'm the type of person who cuts things out of magazines puts them into my wallet good i love so that weird. this is a bruce springsteen interview oh you love bruce i do love him okay can i tell you so these are four words in one line that are quote the sum of him okay and i think this is the sum of our year sadness love madness and soul oh my god i couldn't have picked four better, four better words. words bruce that's what it is when's that, that balance from? This may this might have been a 2017 article. Love it. Yeah. Bruce, man. Born to run. His lyrics. Baby, we were born to run. Amen. So let's do it. And if you guys have made it this far, we're just really happy that you were here. And Sam and I are really excited to keep sharing all the things that we've learned along our careers. Here we go. Here we go. 2020, baby. We'll see you guys next time.